Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about 2022 or 2-2, as uh, our friends at Equip Expo, uh, Chris Kaiser, president um, of, of OPEI in charge there, he always likes to say 2-2. So Paul, Paul Jameson and I get a kick out of that. Uh, so this is my episode uh, talking about basically the future of 2-2 for, for, for me, for uh, my business, my personal you know goals and, and business goals, LCR Media and so on and so forth. So here we go. Uh, basically, if you heard, if you haven't heard the previous episode where I went in all into 2021, there was a lot that happened there, a lot going on. I'm not going to rehash any of that um, other than just kind of where I ended that with. I can start off with that. Um, but if you haven't heard that, definitely, you know, pause this or get out of this episode and go to that episode so that you have some sort of uh, background there. Um, or let's do it after this, whatever order you want to do it. But I talked about all the stuff that was going on and some of those things had to prompt changes to my business going forward. Um, and the biggest thing is um, now I have a full-time salary employee and we're ready to hit the ground running. You know, we're, this is the winter time now, January. So we're kind of getting through the slower months, different projects and, and, and uh, work and things to do. Um, you know, whether it be equipment maintenance and around the shop and stuff and just other miscellaneous things that you just, you know, we never really get to do in, in the heat of the season when it's super busy. Um, different miscellaneous projects, also like billable, I'll say billable work um, where we can invoice our clients for, for different things. Uh, you know, maybe a side miscellaneous things that again, we didn't have time to do or things that, that we just do this time of year, you know, whether maybe it's some straggler cleanups that are left or some storms, you know, we had a couple of snowstorms, you know, mild, but still enough to have accumulate snow and make branches heavy and they snap off and kind of make a mess and more leaves drop or whatever after the last time we cleaned it, you know, things like that. So, I mean, there's still going to be some miscellaneous things like that to get done and clean up. And, um, you know, we start doing some pruning, you know, like, Hey, you know, this, let's, let's limb up this tree or that tree, you know, things that got out of hand over the, over the course of the year. This is a good time to do that. Cause there's not really a lot else going on. Start getting ready for mulch in February, start getting all the beds prepped and cleaned up and, start putting down all the fresh mulch and then March, usually we're just hitting the ground running, you know, um, you know, with, uh, obviously towards the end of February, not obviously, if you're from here, then middle of the Virginia area, the Richmond area, then, then it's obviously, but you know, we're putting down pre-emergent, you know, mid to late February into, into March and all that, um, as well as getting ready for mowing. And, um, I'm going to be doing, offering dethatching services this year. So that's a new thing for two, two. I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be promoting that now, like probably another couple of weeks and be sending out emails in January, get people, uh, prompt for that, prompted for that and get them queued up and ready and, you know, uh, get some quotes out and start getting, building a list of who, who's going to be, um, dethatched so that we can get that service. And that's a service that's not offered anywhere that I can see. Like I've never seen it advertised in my area. I don't even think very many people do it. It's more of like a request basis. Like if someone just has a really awful yard for one reason or another, um, you know, and, and they, they just want to have a dethatched, you know, they, they either needs to, or they think they need to, or whatever, you know, maybe it needs to be renovated, you know, so that's just kind of a, a one way to renovate, but basically dethatching for those of you that, that might not know, it's, it's basically like raking up your lawn. So, but instead of like walking around with a hand rake, which you can do that too, 
but you know that that would take forever and it'd be very labor intensive depending on how especially depending on how big your yard is so they have you know different uh, pieces of equipment that you can use for that they've got power rakes power dethatchers you know it's kind of the same loose loose terms the loosely used interchangeably you know power rake or dethatcher or whatever but there's usually there's standalone machines that you can walk behind and you can you know so that they're powerful they get the job done so you're not really using any effort other than just walking uh still takes a little bit of time and you're walking back and forth almost like aerating like having a, like a walk behind aerator but it doesn't you know pull you around nearly as much but so there's that then there's like big ride-on type equipment you know like real big renovators and things like that which that's usually for real big properties um you know like big commercial type properties and stuff like that uh, golf courses, things like that, not usually residential use for that. Um, so it just for various reasons, it's just not something that's ever really utilized in this area. But I think it's something that is needed with a lot of yards. I mean, every year there's, uh, you know, there's usually some sort of snow that will pack down, you know, the grass and push it down. It kind of just stays frozen like that. And, you know, over the course of the summer, when it gets so hot and dry around here, there's definitely parts of the lawn that's going to die out and and just going to end up being dead grass, which is thatch. I mean, what thatch is, is all dead plant material. Um, But it's also like random debris and stuff like, you know, like acorns and um, pine cones and little twigs and and sticks and leaves that got broken down they're just stuck and jammed up in there with this that and the other thing with with dead grass you know and 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 dead weeds you know as as you're killing the weeds over the year where does it go it doesn't vanish it doesn't disintegrate i mean over time it does but you know for the most part it just kind of hangs out down at the bottom with everything else dead and it just kind of builds up this thick layer um over the dirt over the soil so that it kind of prevents the, the grass seed as well as any any water and uh, air and sun fertilizer all the nutrients that the soil that the roots of the grass need um, it can't get into the soil you know that so because the thatch is just covering it so you have to dethatch it which is just getting rid of that thatch uh, again with some sort of raking type uh, material or, or um, equipment and they over the years, there have been several companies that have come out with like front attachments for different mowers, you know, wh- whether it be the, you know, the mower company itself, like Toro now has their own attachments for their own Toro grandstand multi-force, which I have one. Uh, I got that, uh, the end of 2020, I believe going into 2021. So a little over a year ago, I've had it now and they keep coming out with more and more attachments that you can put on the front of it. It's all hydraulically driven. You know, you can lift it, lower it, and then you can have power attachments on there where you connect it to the, the blade uh, pulley, you know, the, the pulley that the belts go to the, 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 the mower deck blades to when you hit the, you know, button or pull the button or whatever model you have and the blades, you know, start spinning, you know, you, you take the, the mowing deck off and you put these other power attachments on and you wrap the belt around that same pulley that would, you know, activate the belt, the blades and, and said it activates this particular piece of equipment, whether it be a snowblower or a massive leaf blower, you know, whatever, whatever it is, power broom, all these things. So they've got a lot of cool attachments. There's also other like um, third party or I don't know what the right term is, but other companies that are not mowing companies, they're just, they're like accessory companies, I guess, for lack of a a better explanation that have all kinds of attachments, front attachments, rear attachments, whatever for your, you know, your sit down zero turns, your, your stand on mowers, all that stuff. And a common attachment is a dethatching attachment. There's a couple different kinds out there, different brands. And Toro has one as well. That's 
from another brand that they bought. Um, so now that, that now they own it, so they could sell it with their their as part of their multi force attachments. And I have one. Uh, it's the dethatching attachment. So last year, I I I've always wanted to get into dethatching. Like when I first started my lawn care business, I really thought about you know lawn renovations and things like that because I'm really passionate about the lawn. I'm passionate about grass. Like not really that passionate about landscaping, hardscaping, or anything like that. I'm really passionate about having, you know, having or keeping, creating people's green, lush, healthy lawns, you know, and, and everything that is, um, involved in that, you know, fertilizing, mowing, you know, you have to mow it nice and make it look nice, you know, have to have sharp blades, cut at the right height, you know, have laying down some nice stripes, makes it look nice, have that baseball, you know, field look and so on, you know, you got fertilizing, keeping that track of the, spraying the weeds, all that stuff. You got aerating and seeding, Dethatching is yet another part of that. And I just never really got into that uh, because at the time when I first started, there were, there were no um, attachments like that or, or, or there were like things that you attached to the back of like your tractor mower or something. Everything was that you just drag it behind you, you know, the aerators that you put cinder blocks on and dethatchers that you put cinder blocks on to weight it down or whatever, like all that stuff. And I had to walk behind when I first started out, so that wasn't going to work. And then I got a stand-on mower, which also wasn't going to work. So I wasn't going to get a, a mower just for an attachment like that at that time. So uh, especially not a mower that I didn't really want. I didn't want a sit-down mower. I liked the stand-on mowers, and that's why I got eventually got one after I upgraded from my walk behind. And I've continued to keep getting them because now now I have I got the, the multi-force grandstands, and I have two stand-on Toro mowers um, and, and still a walk-behind mower. And so on, but those are those are my main mowers, the stand-ons. So at the time, there wasn't any real option other than renting those traditional dethatching machines, uh, and I never rented one of them. I never even offered that as a service. No one even asked me for that. I did a lot of aerating and things like that. Tried to help renovate people's turf in different ways and 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 things like that, but usually it was just aerating and just kind of hand shoveling, raking, digging, trouble spots, and things like that. It wasn't really a whole lot of. Uh, there wasn't, you know, there was no power raking or anything like that. So, but that was always something that I wanted to get into. Um, and now that they're just kind of like a lot of times in life, a lot of things, just like with this podcast, I wanted to get into podcasting years ago before Paul even did it. He was thinking about it and I was encouraging him to do it. And I was asking him about what's involved. And he's like, well, I'm really trying to figure that out myself, you know, and, and, and it's, it's a lot of work and, you know, to do it professionally at a high quality, like I want it to be, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff you got to do. It's, it's, it's more than just, you know, plugging in a mic, you know, to your computer and, you know, downloading some random thing to record it on and then uploading it to whatever random free thing and, you know, calling it a day, you know, like he want it's, it's a lot more to that as, as you all probably know, um, just from listening to Paul's podcast, green industry podcast, and hopefully you see the same quality and everything from my podcast and all that. So there are so many little uh, variables and things that are involved just in podcasting at a professional level. Uh, and, and, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. And at the time I didn't know, and he was figuring it out and it just seemed too overwhelming for me at that time for me to even get into it. There was no Mr. Producer helping anyone at that time, like for podcasting, he was doing his own thing. He was managing the, which he still is managing the radio station that, that Paul used to work for and all that stuff. 
Uh, so none of that was even a thing. So, but anyway, then you fast forward to now, I'm Mr. Producers, producing a lot of podcasts, including mine, and it really takes a lot of workload off off of me. And, and there's these podcast boards now that came out a couple of years ago that make it a lot easier and portable. Podcasts wherever you want, high quality, super easy, do, do all kinds of types of stuff to manipulate it and edit it and sound effects and all that without even having to use a computer and so on and so forth. So things things change, right? Things get easier, get better, give you more opportunities. So the same thing with the dethatching uh, is that, you know, there's uh, multiple different dethatching attachments. I got the one for my Toro Multiforce. And last year I dabbled in it on my yard, playing around with different sections, different plots of my, of my yard and doing different things. Putting down soil amendments is another thing that I potentially will be getting into. Like, like, like peat moss, for example, is a soil amendment, but there's a lot of different types of soil amendments. Uh, You know, lime is a soil amendment. Just th- things that you can add to the soil um, that that is going to help uh, give it, you know, the nutrition that it needs, the nutrients that it needs to kind of make it the proper conditions for the grass to grow as healthy and as strong um, as it can. So there's a lot of different things you can do. Every, you know, some some lawns need other things, you know, some things than others, different things than others, or whatever. You do soil tests, things like that. So so a lot, a lot you know that that's involved in that. And you can really go down some rabbit holes with that kind of research and get into that. And I've done a lot of that over the years. I'm no expert by any means. I'm not even close to it, but there's just things that I really see as a need and, and that, that the lawns do need typically and so on and so forth. So, um, I was successful doing different things with my yard and it was super easy for, for, you know, what it was and having the right equipment, having the right tools, you know, having the, the side bagger on my Toro Multiforce and having a dethatcher on the front. And you can just, you know, one pass, you know, up back and forth all over the whole yard, you're dethatching and then, you know, you have the blades on. So it's cutting the, whatever grass is getting pulled up and sucking up all the dethatch. I mean, all the sucking up all the thatch and bagging it into the bagger. So you're just, you know, you're not going back and raking anything or doing anything like that. It's just all in one shot. And you, so you're just super, it's super efficient, as efficient as it possibly can be, you know, you're, and you're not walking behind some machine either. So you're just standing on the machine, you're going back and forth, nice and carefully and making sure you're getting everything and you're doing a good job and you're done, you know? So it's, it's one of those things that I think I can get into now. And it's something that I think a lot of people will see the value in. I'll, I will obviously have to have, provide some education for folks just in case they don't. Um, but I, I think I'll get a lot of work, a lot of um, clients that will want that to be done. You know, it's going to help get all that junk. Like I said, any, you know, leftover leaves and all the stuff that kind of gets packed in there, little sticks and debris and stuff, it'll, it'll get it all up and, and give, give the lawn a fresh uh, kickstart really to, to the, to the spring season, because it's just going to be kind of like almost aerated in a way, uh, without punching holes, you're just kind of scraping through and digging up all the yucky stuff that's all in the lawn and kind of just combing it all out. And then the grass is kind of sticking all up straight and nice and, and, and green and ready to suck in all the nutrients and sun and, and fertilizer and, and, um, you know, water and all that. And it's just, it, it, my lawn looked amazing after I did it. Like, you know, some sections that I, the sections that I did, looked amazing. So of course my wife's probably like, you know, kind of sick of our, our lawn being like the, the, the Guinea pig or whatever of all of my science experiments. But you know, ultimately it comes together when, when I'm all done with all these things, like, all right, this is this section, that's that section, but you know, like once they all are finally done and, and it all comes together, it, it looks great. But, um, the bottom line is that's going to be a new service I'm looking forward to offering. So I was just kind of going down the list there of, you know, 
all of the where we're going going um, for my business, the different services month to month, and going into mowing season. Obviously, also starts in March, depending on how warm it gets, how early you know when it gets warm, and all that kind of stuff. And just keep going through the year. I, like I, I, I'm not sure if I said that yet in this episode, or I definitely said it in the last one. Um, I, I want to get a part-time employee again, uh, an, another part-time employee. I like to have two employees, um, including myself. So this way, uh, one, you know, there's some flexibility with scheduling. If somebody's a day off or they're, they're sick or whatever the deal is, uh, if we have bigger projects where all three of us can work on like mulch and things like that, or we just have a really heavy day with mowing or something, it's really hot. We want to divide the workload a little bit more, um, but also so that I can, you know, let my full-time guy, you know, take the part-time guy and two of them can go off and, you know, mow some lawns, uh, for, for a day or two during the week while I am, you know, fertilizing or running quotes or doing something with family, um, you know, like, uh, maybe going to the college tour with our son or something like that, or what, whatever it is, just, just, you know, doing business owner things, you know, so that I'm not, um, just always in the truck, you know, so I can keep growing the company that way. And I'm sure phones is going to ring off the hook again. Emails are going to come through again, like they do every spring. And, you know, I'll probably gain some more clients again that way. I've got a few more just recently, you know, it's the end of the year. It's, you know, December and people are contacting me because they just moved in to a new house in the neighborhoods that we're already in. And, you know, we're, we're recommended all the time to people or they saw us there or whatever. And boom, there you go, you know, seal the deal. And, and there it is. So, um, there's a new neighborhood that I'm going to be trying. It's going to be risky, but it's an old customer from a, a, one of the neighborhoods that we're always in. They moved into a new house. I said, you know what? I'll take, let me, let me take a look and see. It's like a 20 minute, 15, 20 minute drive from the next nearest neighborhood. So that's, that's rough. Um, but man, when I went out there, I was like, man, I really, I haven't really ever gone out to that neighborhood. I just knew how far it was. And I knew that it was another premier neighborhood that I could definitely grow in. But I just, you know, if you heard my 2021 episode, that was not the year to be growing to a starting a new neighborhood. That's for sure. But at any rate, um, and I don't know what kind of year it's going to be this year with staffing and all that kind of stuff. I'm not trying to overwhelm me and my one full-time guy, you know, hopefully I can find a good part-timer and the three of us can, can, can manage it. Uh, but I, I did like the neighborhood. I was like, wow, it's a really nice neighborhood. I really liked the, the lawn of this, of this, uh, the, the old client that, that I got back. Like, you know, I'm just like, man, I, I would enjoy just mowing this lawn. Like if this is the only lawn I had to mow, it's, it just reminded me of like my roots, like back, you know, seven, eight years ago when I was mowing lawns by myself. And it's like, there are certain lawns and I'm sure a lot of you could relate to certain lawns that you just look forward to just going to. It's just, just, you know, I don't know what it is. It's just, the grass is just right. You know, it's just the right shape and you know, the, the, the surroundings, the scenery, whatever, just beautiful. The way the sun hits everything. I mean, uh, I sound like I'm, you know, I'm making a postcard or something here, but it's just, you know, there's certain lawns that you just really enjoy. Like you just, you, just, you know, throw some, some tunes on or a podcast, you know, or whatever. And you just get on that mower and you just kind of zip through there and you just enjoy, you, you enjoy the mow, you know, you thoroughly enjoy the mow. So for many, many reasons. Uh, so if you can relate, you know, then you, you get what I'm saying, but I, I, I was feeling that I didn't even mow it. Just, just walk in the property. I could just see myself on the mower. Like, Oh yeah, this, this is sweet. This is a nice, you know, it's, you know, it's not too big, not too small. A lot of nice green grass. This this would be beautiful. I could stripe the mess out of this yard and just be, you know, just make it look nice and be done in no time and just feel really good about it, you know. And so anyway, 
I was like, you know, let's let's let, let's give it a shot. And, you know, I asked him, you know, and, and I noticed that there's a lot of new houses going up on his street. It's like a new street in the neighborhood. So I'm like, well, you know, maybe I can get a, a couple more and it'll be more worth my while than driving out there 20 minutes just for one yard and then 20 minutes back. Because those of you that have been following along, you're like, what are you doing? Because I've made some YouTube videos about this. I believe I've talked about this on some earlier podcasts back in, you know, last year, early archive, back in the archives there about route density and, you know, um, not wasting time driving 20 minutes out, you know, 40 minutes round trip, 40, 45 minutes round trip for one yard that takes you, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, um, hoping that you're going to grow in a new neighborhood. And, and that's, that's taking, and taking a uh, time away from another yard in the same neighborhood that you're already in, that would only take you five minutes to get to. And then 20, 25 minutes or, or 15, 20 minutes to do it. Now that's taking what, 30, 35 minutes. Um, and you're making like more money than driving 40 minutes or whatever to, you know, to another property and then mowing that lawn and then driving back. Like it, it just doesn't, doesn't add up. doesn't make sense. Um, but, and, and I've gotten rid of, um, yards like that because of that it just never worked out i couldn't keep driving out there anymore so i just i I had to let them go and that's what's going to happen to this yard unfortunately if that is the case you know i really like this customer or this client um you know i've I've had them for a while or i had them for a while and then they moved uh they moved out because they were getting house built in this neighborhood and they said they would contact me when they when they moved in i was like all right and i never told them that i didn't want to be in that neighborhood they're like i don't know if you if you go out to this neighborhood but you know we'd love to you know, give you a call when we get, when we move in so you can come take a look and whatever. So I just wanted to continue the good relationship with them and, you know, see how it goes. Um, but I did tell them, you know, it would be great if, you know, you could recommend me to all of your neighbors that are, that are moving once, once they move in. And I definitely will be putting my business cards and stuff in their mailboxes once they have mailboxes. Um, so hopefully get, you know, at least two more, you know, if I can, if I can do a, a three for one stop, I think that would be the most profitable. I mean, obviously more than that would be great too, but if I can at least go there, stop, bang out a couple of yards with one trip and not have to worry about loading and unloading or whatever, driving all over the place and then drive back to our, our regular neighborhoods, I think that would be worth it. And then I could maybe slowly grow in that neighborhood over time and that could become its own route at some point. That would make more sense to drive out there 20 minutes, spend the day out there. You know, I mean, obviously take a break for lunch, just, you know, gas stations and food places or whatever out there out that way. And you come back and finish, finish the rest of the route, just like we do in all the other neighborhoods that are, you know, 20 minutes away or whatever. So, um, so that's the plan with that. So I'm kind of excited a little bit, you know, to, to start, start that new yard. Cause like I said, I, it is just one of those, those lawns that I'm really excited about doing. Uh, so I'm excited about that, excited for growth, you know, even though I've had a, I had a hectic 2021, it's, it's kind of fun and exciting to, to start new things, a new neighborhood and, uh, all that. And it's a client that I've had and know well. So hopefully, you know, versus like someone brand new that you don't know anything about, they might be a PETA or something, you know, that's, that's just going to add to the potential stress of driving out there and all that kind of stuff and hoping that you get more work. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. 
Hey guys, Mr. Producer, and I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the LCR Media Podcast Merch Shop. If you're looking for a way to support the show and share it with others who might also enjoy it, then check out our LCR Media Podcast exclusive merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, even an insulated water bottle for when you need to take a sip of water. I think I'll leave that one right there. Anyway, just click on the link in the episode description to see the products. Make sure to tag us on Instagram at LCR Media if you do snag some swag. And we sincerely appreciate you listening to and supporting the show by picking up some gear. Thank you, my friends. At least we're good in that sense. And the lawn is beautiful. So it's just a drive that I have to deal with. And like I said, hopefully I'll get some more, uh, more, more lawns while I'm out there. So we got that going on. Um, with all that being said, though, I did have to reduce, um, I didn't say that in the 2021 episode, it's just so much that I rattled off and rabbit holes that I was trying to hop back out of before I went too deep, but, um, or get, get you know, get lost too much in the weeds there. But, uh, I, I did have to, uh, I lost a bunch of clients, um, last year due to all the craziness that was going on and, you know, me becoming an unreliable lawn care provider in their eyes, even though I didn't, you know, even though I communicated and I always showed up at some point to mow their lawn, like they always got their grass cut. It just wasn't always the same day of the week, every week. And there was a lot of communication. Maybe they got annoyed with, you know, email after email, like, Oh, sorry, we couldn't get there today. We'll be there tomorrow. Or sorry, we couldn't be there, get there this week. We'll get there next week. You know, like if it's Friday and it rains and stuff's crazy or whatever, and I have a college trip scheduled on Saturday, I guess what? I'm not mowing their lawn on Saturday. Like, sorry, it's going to have to wait till Monday and screws up the whole schedule. And man, that happened way too many times that then I want it to happen for various reasons. And obviously staffing was the number one reason for that. It's not like I wanted to do that. I worked plenty of, you know, eight, nine o'clock days, you know, long days every day, you know, drop my guy off, you know, when he was exhausted and feeling sick from being so hot. And then I'd go back out and, and, and try and get some more yards done by myself until dark while I was trying not to die of heat stroke. And it was just craziness. But, um, so a lot of people let themselves go and I, you know, saying they're going to try and find someone else. And I, I want to say good luck with that, but you know, whatever best to them, however, whatever happened with that. But then there was people that I got rid of either. They were too much. They became a PETA and I just couldn't deal with it. Like that was last year. 2021 was not the year for me to be dealing with PETAs pain in the ass customers. Hell no, that was not it. If you were starting to give me a hard time, sorry, you're gone. Bye. Find someone else. I'm way too stressed out to have to have you add to my stress. You know, there's a few people that I've had for a while that started becoming a PETA because, but you know, in a lot of ways it was my fault, right? Because of the different things I just talked about. So I kind of like just tried to like, you know, put my foot down, but you know, still at the same time, understanding that it's my fault. You know, if, if I was, you know, doing, if I was holding up my end of the bargain, then they would never even be, you know, um, complaining, but they could also be complaining in a different way. They could be handling it differently. They, they don't have to be an asshole or whatever, you know, they, they don't have to be like that, you know, but again, it is what it is. So there's some people like that, that have had to kind of like figure out what to do with them and blah, blah, blah. And, um, some of them I'll, I'll be getting rid of this year. So, so last year's, there's those people that I had to get rid of either. They were too far away and I just, I just didn't want to deal with that anymore. I was spread too thin with no staffing and, or they were pitas and I just had to get rid of them. So between me getting rid of a handful of people and a handful of people getting rid of themselves, you know, I, I reduced, 
uh, down to from 90 something to I think 70 something. So, you know, almost 20, almost 20 clients gone. So now uh, this year going into 2022, there's still a few more people that I'm going to have to get rid of, unfortunately. So we'll probably be close to 70 or the upper 60s, I believe, when it's all said and done, which is going to get me to a more manageable level, me and the one guy that I have at a more manageable level. And even if for some reason I'm by myself, I end up by myself again, you know, like, you know, hopefully that this doesn't happen, you know, um, suddenly anyway, but I mean, I know, I know people aren't, you know, I'm not expecting my full-time guy to necessarily work with me forever. I mean, he, he has other hopes and dreams and things like that. So this, this, this may just be a stepping stone for him. I get it. Um, but he can help me while, you know, in the meantime, and I'll help him obviously by paying him and giving him a good salary and providing work and so on, uh, and a good work environment. But, you know, even if for some reason he were to, to just leave, like, hey, you know, I, I finally figured out what I want to do in my life or whatever the deal is, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to go in the army or something, whatever, you know, where it's a big transition and he can't work for me anymore, obviously, then, you know, I, I will still hopefully be able to maintain the majority of the yards uh, if, if I don't, if I can get it back down to a sizable level. And while doing that, I'm raising all of my prices. Again, I raised them last year and then everyone's talking about raising their rates and all that kind of stuff. That's just, you know, that should be something you should always be doing. But last year, more so than ever, you really should have been. And now going into 2022 with the demand and my uh, minimal tolerance for pitas and working my butt off for nothing. Like I'm just going to try and make as much money as I can, as much money as I deserve. And so I'm going to be raising my rates again. All all my services are going up, especially specifically mowing, but all the other services are going up as well. Um, and in addition to that, I'm going to be setting some new rules for all of my clients. Um, everyone's going to have to have a credit card on file, no matter what. No question. No no um no exceptions there, uh, unless. Unless they're a senior citizen and they, you know, I've got, I believe, I'm not sure they might not, I might not even have them anymore, but I know I have a, a handful of, of, you know, older folks that, um, you know, I, I obviously want to be nice to them. They always pay on time, whatever, but I think one of them actually has a credit card on file and, you know, that, that was their idea and I just charge a card every month and it's, it's fine, you know, so it's not like every old person is not credit card savvy or not email savvy or whatever. So, you know, you can't, you can't, uh judge everybody the same like that. But, you know, you do have the majority of them, you know, they want to write checks and they're not comfortable with using credit cards on, on the, on the internet and all this kind of stuff or whatever. But, you know, they're out there with the check waiting for you or they're putting in the mail for you and you still get it, you know, like on time or early or whatever. So the three, it's usually not a big deal anyway. But if I have, to, I have to, would have to, you know, I don't, I didn't, look into that and double check that before I record this podcast. But if I have a couple of those folks still, I know I have one guy that has a credit card on file. I think I have one other woman um, that, that is all about checks and she does have a credit card on file because she followed that policy last year. At some point, I guess I somehow she got a, I think she put the card on file without me even asking somehow that that became a thing. I don't know. And then she forgot she did it and then all this stuff and whatever. So I don't ever use her card, but, uh, cause I don't want cause I did once and she freaked out, but it's, it's, it's there, but she pays with checks. Everything's fine. So there, there's a couple exceptions like that potentially, but other than that, everyone else, the other 70 something people or whatever, 60 to 70 people, however many I end up with when it's all said and done after all this, they're all going to have to have a credit card on file. doesn't mean I'm going to charge their card. What I've been implementing year after year, every new per, every time I sign up a new client, they have to have a credit card on file. 
to only be used for late payments, anything that's past due, unless they want me to charge their card. You know, some people are like, oh yeah, can you just keep my card on file and just auto, just, just, you know, charge it every, every month. I don't have to worry about it. It's one less thing I have to worry about paying. I don't, you know, I want, I don't want to be late. I want to make sure you get your money, all that kind of stuff. And you know, I'm, I'm cool with that obviously. And that's what I do. Uh, but I just reassure everyone that I will only, unless you want me to, I will only charge your card if an invoice is past due. And I'm not saying that's going to be past due, but there are plenty of times where I have to send reminders and, you know, pa- invoices are past due and I'm not going to waste my time and energy and sacrifice the uh, progress of my, uh, the well-being, health and well-being of my business because I don't have the proper cash flow and I'm chasing money and all this stuff. Like, it's just not going to happen. It, no more. Like, um, which... Like I said, all the new people, they either, you know, I've had some people actually not, not sign up because they didn't want to have a card on file. I'm like, all right, sorry, you know, sorry about your loss, whatever. Like, that's it. But 99% of the people are like, okay, and they put a card on file. We don't even put them on the schedule until the card is on file. And that's all clear in the orientation process right in the beginning. Once they accept the, the estimate and all that, and it's even on the estimate, you know, how that's all going to work out. So that's all part of the whole thing. If they're accepting it, they're accepting that. Blah, blah, blah. So, but I haven't gone back to all the older people, to all of my, you know, existing clients and say, hey, this is what you have to do. I just, as they become a problem, you know, when people start becoming late payers, that's when I'm like, hey, just let you know, we're going to suspend services until you put a credit card on file from now on, because, you know, we're not going to go one or two months into mowing your lawn for free. You know, you're, you're two, you know, one invoice or two, whatever the heck it is. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes that happens past due and, you know, I give you the benefit of the doubt because you've been doing, I've been, you know, taking care of your property for years, but I I just can't run a business this way. So those people, you know, one-offs, I have those conversations with, and then we get cards. So, you know, little by little, I get more and more cards on file, but starting in 2022, everyone's going to have a credit card on file. Like I said, except for those few exceptions of the seniors and stuff, Um, they're all going to have that. So there's going to be card on file and the rates are going up. Now you might say, holy cow, you know, what's, that's, that's a lot going on there. You know, I'm, I'm planning on losing people. I'm kind of hoping to be honest, I'm hoping that this is yet another filter. Um, yes, I could easily just get rid of people on my own, but when you have, you know, 50 or 60 good people that, you know, you have no problems with a lot of them, you don't even really know personally that well, like, you know, you just know them. They're just, they're, they're this person and that person, you mow their lawn every week, or you do this or that for them, you know, every month or whatever. And and that's it. There's no real rhyme or reason to, to let them go. You know, there's no real re- like, you know, they're perfectly fine, whatever, you know, they're, they're, they're paying on time, you know, maybe they're late once in a while, whatever. There's no real definitive reason to get rid of, to go through those, all those people and be like, all right, I'm gonna get rid of this person because they're a Pete. I'm gonna get this person because they're always late and get rid of this person because, you know, like that, there's just not those people I already got rid of, or I'm going to get rid of, um, before I even implement this other stuff before we even start the season. So now it's just this, these other things are obviously to protect my business. I don't want to deal with chasing money anymore. I want my cash flow to be, um, uh, smooth and flowing all the time. Um, and I also want to increase my profits. I want to make more money. I want to be able to accommodate for these increasing expenses that are constantly increasing, you know, <clears throat> payroll and then, um, uh, material and all that stuff, fertilizer going up, everything. Like, obviously I have to raise my fertilization prices because I have to compensate for the, the increase in the material prices and so on. So I just want to make sure all of that is, is taken care of for my business, but it's also going to let people 
filter themselves out, right? They're going to self-select because they're just going to be like, you know, I, I anticipate some people are going to be like, oh, that's, oh my gosh, two more dollars, you know, a, a, a week. Oh, that's just absurd. I can't, I, I just can't. I'll, I'll find some, some cheap guy somewhere else, you know, like I, I anticipate some of those people and those are the people that I didn't want anyway, you know, and maybe I never had that interaction with them yet. Nothing ever brought that out of them yet. And this will, and it's like, all right, well, bye. You know, obviously you were, you're not something that I wanted. You were a, a, a closet PETA customer. So, um, you know, it's all good. So those are some of the big things that I'm doing going forward in 2022 for my lawn care business. Um, really not, there's not a whole lot of equipment or anything like that. I, I've got all the equipment that I need and then some, so I'm just going to make sure that I keep utilizing the right equipment for the right jobs. Um, I have more than enough equipment for two crews. If I ever get to that point, we'll see. Like I said, I would like to hopefully find a good part-timer to help my full-timer so the two of them can just, you know, uh, work on the lawn maintenance one or two or more days a week, depending on how, how things go. And then maybe I can get another truck just so that I can do the fertilization and weed control, which was always the plan. Um, so I can do that and, you know, still be available for them if, if something happens, something breaks down or they have a question with something or, you know, customer service issue, whatever. I'm still out and about doing things and I'm not like home working in the office or off, you know, and touring a college or something like that with, you know, with my, my, my son or whatever, um, you know, I could still be available, uh, but yeah, and then still be making money and, and so on. Also I can be doing quotes and things like that, so on and so forth. So that, that might be another step if I can get to that point. Um, but again, I think I really want to try and take it easy this year. Like things really got out of hand last year, things exploded. I just kind of went, you know, just went all out. Like I just took everything that was coming in and, you know, I just, I, I just, it just turned into a big snowball effect. Again, if you heard, you know, uh, the last episode about 2021, then that, that's what I was talking about. But so this year I want to be a little more strategic, I'll say, um, and, and just, just, just keep things, you know, a little bit more tight. Um, so that I'm not getting too carried away. Uh, again, I don't know what's going to happen. I might get a ton of calls and emails from people in the same neighborhoods and that's going to be tough for me again. going to be real tough if I don't have the staffing. Um, I, I honestly, my only solution to that, cause it's going to be hard for me to say no, cause I want to keep growing my route density. That's where all the money comes from. The more you have in the same neighborhood where you don't have to drive anywhere, but you know, a couple minutes down the street or across the street or whatever, uh, that's, you know, and you do two, three houses, pack up, go down, you know, a couple streets, another two, three houses. I mean, that, that's where you make the money in, in mowing anyway, and lawn maintenance and fertilization. We control. You don't, mean, you don't want to be driving all over town or one neighborhood for one yard, 10 minutes away, another neighborhood for another yard. Like you're not making money doing that. You got to start somewhere, obviously, but you want to try to build that up as fast as you can so that you can really end up like me and spend all day in one neighborhood because you have over 20 yards to do, you know, and then you have to carry that into the next day and, and knock out the last thing. But then it's okay. Cause then you're just driving over to the, to the next neighborhood. That's only five, 10 minutes away. And now you're spending the whole rest of the day in that neighborhood, you know, like that's what you really want to do for maintenance, for mowing and, and fertilization, stuff like that. You really want to work on building that up. So I just need to keep protecting that. And I don't want to be getting spread too thin. I don't want to try and go anywhere else. I know there's that one neighborhood I said that I'm going to try. We'll see how that goes again. Um, uh, but you know, I, I'm just, just going to do the best that I can to try and keep a handle on everything. And it, it, it is really hard to say no when it's, when it's contributing to route density. I, I think my only solution is to just keep raising my prices so that, um, it'll be worth it. Right. You know, worst case scenario, if I have to pay my guys even more or something, you know, whatever the deal is, 
um, you know, then, then at least I'll be making more, you know, or maybe I can, uh, you know, then I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to 80, 20, you know, my clients and, and get, and get, get the bottom, the bottom 20%, you know, that's for, for whatever that criteria is, you know, like they're, they're just, they, I'm just not happy, you know, on their property. Maybe they complain a lot. They're becoming pitas or, you know, their properties are real pita. You know, sometimes that's the thing The people are really nice, but their property is a mess. It's on a huge hill or something. And it's like, no matter what you do, it's always a death trap. And now you got to trim a whole bunch or push more a whole bunch. And it's just taking way too long and it's way too exhausting. And you can charge them all, all, whatever you want, but it's still a pita, you know? So like, you know, since th- that's when you can start nitpicking a little bit maybe, and, and I can just start, you know, picking off some of those people, referring them to other people or whatever the deal is. Um, so that I can take on maybe some newer lawns that look more appealing and seem more appealing and are more profitable because they're taking, they're coming in at a higher rate, even higher rate than what I've already, already will be raising, you know, my current, uh, rates. So, that's something that's still up in the air as far as that goes. We'll, 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 we'll see, you know, um, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But, um, right now I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I definitely want to be strategic about growth and, you know, staffing and all that, because, you know, I, I need to kind of repair the damage and heal a little bit, heal my business, myself, my reputation from the crazy 2021 year that I had and not, act like everything was fine and dandy and just keep going after it. Like I have been doing, I want to be a lot more strategic about it. So, um, that's kind of the plan for that, uh, for LCR media, a lot of fun stuff going on. We've got the podcast summit that, um, should be going on right now, probably, or tomorrow as of the recording of this podcast, depending on on when you're listening to this podcast, but it's, it it was, it's January 14th, um, at Mulchmate headquarters. And it's just a, a time for us all to get together uh, and focus on podcasting versus, you know, every other live event podcasting is kind of in the background. Like it's just an added bonus, an extra thing that we try to do while we're there. Those of us that have podcasts, but I want to actually make a podcast live event, uh, so that we can actually, you know, get together and, uh, create a lot of great content uh, on podcast and, that's, that's, that's what, that's what we're doing. And I asked Nick Carlson from Mulchmate, who is only a couple hours North of me. I've been to his facility, excuse me, facility several times to great location, great facility. He's got a lot of great products, Mulchmate and Cartmate and a lot of great things. A lot of mates. (laughs) He's got a whole lot of mates there that he's, uh, different attachments to your mowers that you already have and, and everything. And a lot of mulch stuff that you put on your back of your uh, pickup truck or your dump truck, things like that. Now dump trailer. So he's got a lot of great innovative things that just make our jobs easier. Um, less, less labor, uh, more equipment, more tools and so on to get the job done faster, more efficiently, and ultimately be more profitable. So he's got a lot of cool things to look at and play around with. And he's got a huge, a nice, uh, a nice size facility with offices, uh, conference rooms and things that we can utilize. Uh, that we have utilized in the past for other events when he's invited us over there for different things. And I've been there for different things and I'm just always bring my stuff with me and, you know, whip it out and start podcasting or shoot some videos or whatever. So now I, I, so I asked if, if we could utilize his location um, so that we can host the podcasting event. And he he graciously said yes. And, you know, he's going to kind of have an open house so people can play around with stuff and see how everything's put together and and all that. And we're just going to have a good time just hanging out, have lunch. It's a full day thing. 
thing, but he's going to have lunch catered for us. And we're going to hang out, have a good time, have lunch, um, make podcasts, probably some YouTube videos for anyone that's doing that. And just, just have a good time creating content with podcasting being the focus of that kind of content. Um, it's, 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 uh, sponsored by Kohler. So big shout out to them, Kohler engines. They're going to be there, um, kind of like participating and, and being on, on the podcast a little bit and just having a good time. They're, they're a great new partner of the community, really supporting all these community events. And then just, so that's kind of like the newest thing of the year that I'm LCR media is a part of. And then obviously there's, you know, there's other things coming down the road that I'm going to, that I'm invited to and a part of that isn't necessarily an LCR media event, but I will still be there. We've got the hype house. Uh, Kohler's got their live event in February. So around, around similar times, there's two different events beginning of February, end of February, uh, where they're, they're live at the hype house is, uh, a whole bunch of content creators getting together, uh, at, at one location, hanging out for the week. Uh, some people are only there for a few days. Some people are there for the whole week and we're just making content, creating content, collab, cross collaborating on content, just helping to grow each other's channels or, or, or each other's following so that, you know, sometimes, you know, some people don't know about one person, but they know about somebody else but there's a lot of good value that they can get from this person that they didn't even know. And now because they're, they cross collaborated with someone that they do know, like, Oh man, now I'm going to go follow this person. I'm going to watch this person's videos, or I'm going to go listen to this podcast. I didn't even know so-and-so had a podcast. Oh my gosh. And then, so it just helps everyone grow. It helps the community grow. It helps us creators uh, grow. And it just helps ultimately the, the industry grow, you know, from the community learning and growing and becoming more knowledgeable and, and just having a good time and hanging out. And we'll have a meetup at the end of that week for all the local folks or anyone that wants to travel um, to, to come hang out. There'll be more information coming up in my podcast about that for you to get all the details. And we're just going to have a have a good time doing that, creating content called Hype House because we're all hyped up about creating content in the community and the industry and just having a good time hanging out with each other, uh, brotherhood, sisterhood, and masterminding and stuff like that. Um, like I said, Kohler's got their live event. That's more of a conference. You know, they've got a lot of training and learning guest speakers, trying out different equipment, all that different, you know, Kohler engine equipment, things like that. So that's a good two, three day event there. Um, there'll be details about that coming up on my podcast as well. So if you're curious about any of those things, you know, stay tuned. And then who knows what else is going to be happening throughout the summer. I don't have anything specifically planned, but things are always popping up. You know, Paul Jameson might have a, you know, the Greenish podcast might have another road tour or something going on. I know it seems like every year so far, the past two summers, he's had a, a summer road tour and he's stopped up in Virginia um, twice. Uh, last year was a blast. He came and I invited a whole bunch of Virginians. I think maybe there was like, I don't know, 12 or 15 folks that showed up and we had a good time. I was grilling burgers and chicken for everybody. And um, I think my wife, uh, made or bought like, you know, potato salad or th different things like that or whatever. And, you know, we just had a nice, nice feast and Paul was podcasting the whole time. I was able to squeeze in some podcasts after I was done cooking and hosting and all that. Um, and we just had a good time creating content like that. And so, you know, that might be another thing again coming up. So there'll be more fun content coming out that way. Um, uh, and then, you know, we go right into Equip Expo, which was the former GIE um, Expo. Now we have the Equip Expo rebranded, a lot of new exciting things coming up. Uh, with that, still going to be in Louisville, Kentucky, still like middle October time. I forgot the exact dates, but when we get closer to that, obviously, we'll be announcing all that. It's on their website already. They always have the dates for future years and so on. So lots of more 
talking about that when that comes up. So obviously that'll be a thing and I'll probably be doing different events there. You know, as we get closer, we'll start, you know, um, ironing those details out and, and, and promoting those kind of things. For those of you like the rally, that's always going to be a thing. As long as there's an equip expo, there's always going to be a rally as far as I'm concerned, if I'm involved anyway, um, as to the best of my ability. So that'll be a fun time. Uh, LCR media hosting that, um, you know, then, then we have, a lot of other winter things going on and, and things are always keep popping up. You know, then there's Brian Fullerton's event, LAL, um, LAL 21 last 20, last year, November 21, uh, 2021. I went to that again. I went the previous year too, and it's a good time. Again, we can get some content while we're there in between stuff, but it's a, it's a conference an all day conference with a lot of guest speakers, a lot of training, a lot of knowledge being shared, a lot of note taking and so on to help, uh, get ready to take your business to the next level going into the following year. Um, so that's a, another thing to look forward to. So lots of, lots of great, fun, exciting live events, uh, coming up and, and just different things to do. I plan on creating more content. I'm trying to get back into YouTube again, obviously still going to be podcasting. I say obviously all the time, but it's not obvious necessarily. It's obvious to me, but I could just stop podcasting. you right. And you would, you, you know, that would be it, but I am going to continue podcasting and I'm going to continue making YouTube videos, try and get into some sort of a schedule and a rhythm so I can kind of ramp that back up and have more regular, uh, YouTube video posts as well as continuing the regular, you know, weekly podcasting posts. Um, and then all the other social media stuff, you know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, all that, all the stuff that I usually post and share and, and do all that. So that's kind of what I have going on for 2022. Those are really like, you know, I wouldn't say goals. They're just a lot of things that I'm doing. I don't necessarily have goals other than to, my goal every year is to grow in some way. And that should always be everyone's goal. Growth doesn't always mean um, in size, you know, uh, like growing up or growing f- you know, out or whatever, like growth doesn't always necessarily mean that growth can be, you know, uh, downside, you know, selling off some of your equipment that you're not using, but, you know, being more lean and mean, being more efficient, you know, being more profitable, um, upgrading equipment, you know, trading stuff in or whatever, swapping stuff out, you know, um, increasing, uh, obviously increasing employees is, is growth size wise, but just, just making changes, making positive changes, changes that's going to move you forward, is growth, whether it be professionally, personally, or all of the above. So, you know, this year, my growth is all the things I just talked about. You know, I mean, I, I, I just recently hired or a couple months ago, hired a full-time, you know, salary guy. I mean, that's part of growth right there. Um, and then, uh, you know, all the different things I'm going to do, you know, with, with my services, you know, in, increase the price, credit cards on file, you know, all these kind of things I talked about, that's all growth. It's not like I'm growing like, oh, I'm going to add a second crew this year. You know, like what, that, that's not, you know, what I mean by growth. It's, it's just growing something in within my business, just trying to change something for the better to move forward. So it's not always about trying to, to, to grow like, oh, lat, you know, 2019 and I, you know, I bought a new truck and, you know, 2020, I bought a new mower. Like it's not, that's not always has, that doesn't always have to happen to have growth every year. Um, it's just reevaluating things and what are the right decisions that need to be made to keep moving forward. That's growth. So on that note, guys, I hope you have a great start to your 2022. I hope you had great holidays uh, and, and, and ending to your 2021. As always, I thank you guys for listening. I thank the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. Um, and I will see you guys very soon with a lot of 
new fresh content with a lot of interviews and everything coming from the podcast summit and then going into all the other events that I talked about. You know, I'll be interviewing, I'll be doing some more podcasts at the Kohler, at the Hype House, obviously at the Kohler event. So look forward to lots of fun, new, exciting content, lots of good ideas I have, you know, in my brain, lots of notes I'm taking, lots of people that I'm already thinking of getting on the podcast and so on and so forth. So hopefully get getting you guys pumped up for that. And I will uh, talk to you guys soon. And um, yeah, this is a Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.